Welcome to Music in Mind with Anthony Calkins. Hello. Today I'm going to be talking about the Fibonacci sequence and how it's used in music. I'll be using a piece composed by Franco Donatoni for solo viola, and I'll be using a song by the band Tool to illustrate a couple ways that it's used in music and how I think it's interesting. First off, what is the Fibonacci sequence? The Fibonacci sequence is a series of numbers where each number in the set is the sum of the previous two numbers, obviously excluding the first two numbers because there aren't two previous, so those are set to 0 and 1. So the sequence goes 0, 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 55, 89, 144, 233, 377, 610, 987, 1597, 2584, 4181, 6765, and so on. So the Fibonacci sequence is closely tied to the golden ratio. They both expand in the same way. It's this kind of thing that a lot of artists uh, like to think is sort of magical or mystical or you know tied to the cosmos or something like that and it, you know I guess it sort of is in that there are a lot of systems biological geological that grow and expand more or less in this Fibonacci way usually it's not exact tree branches tend to grow like that leaves on a stem the petals of an artichoke fern flowers pine cones nautilus shells, various mollusk shells, things like that. So what does all this stuff have to do with music? Good question. Well, like any any sequence of numbers, it can be applied to uh, any repetitious behavior, like music. And what I usually find appealing about it is since it grows not, not exactly exponentially, but sort of similarly, you can get a lot of variation in things like rhythms that don't feel square like twos and fours but sort of expanding and contracting in different amounts over time and that's what I like to use it for in my own music. Let's look at an example. Let's see how it's used. So the first piece I'm going to look at is a piece for solo viola called Ali by the Italian composer Franco Donatoni. So this is the score for Ali and it might look a little uh, opaque or difficult to decipher, um, but I'll help with that. Uh, just just to begin with, let's take a listen to just a little bit of it, just this first part, to see generally what it sounds like. kind of hear these chord stabs in in the viola and if you look at the score they happen in groups of one two five and eight note lengths which are all notes in the Fibonacci series and so it, it has the sense of sort of expanding and contracting gradually but not in not in a linear way and then also if you look at the lengths of the rests it's the exact same thing the rest lengths are 
one, two, three, five, or eight. Same idea. Pretty great, huh? So let's listen one more time now that you have an idea of that expanding and contracting and see if you can kind of hear it over the course of a little bit of the piece. song Lateralis is off their album also called Lateralis and it uses a lot of these same ideas. So I'm going to start by talking about one of the riffs in the song which is one of the opening riffs in the song which is three measures long and each measure has a different time signature of uh, descending numbers. So the first time signature is 9-8 followed by 8-8 followed by 7-8 so that 9-8-7 is significant because 987 is a number in the Fibonacci series. So that's sort of a blatant uh, extraction of a number and it's kind of interesting, but it sounds cool. So now let's move ahead in the song to when Maynard starts singing. And what's really cool is that he does this same idea as Donatoni, but with syllables to his lyrics. All of these are numbers in the Fibonacci series. And so it's, it's, it's sort of blatantly slapping these numbers and forcing them onto his lyrics, but it makes for this really interesting expansion and contraction. So let's listen to that section and see if you can count along. Cool, huh? And then also, like Donatoni, he does it with the rests as well. So the rests are also ones, twos, threes, fives, so on. So this obsession with Fibonacci is, is sort of silly because it, you know, it's a pretty basic mathematical sequence. There's nothing uh, too crazy about it. Some people find it profound. It's an idea, it's a series, and it, it sort of makes sense that that's how uh, a lot of things grow and progress over time. Um, but, you know, it's cool to align your music with, with that idea, something that feels sort of intuitive uh, in a strange way. It's a neat way to create musical variation in a nonlinear sense. Another problem is, of course, since 1, 2, and 3 are all numbers in the series, anything that is divided into 1s, 2s, or 3s, which is by far most things in music you could apply this idea to, and I don't think all music does this. And I know that there, there are theorists who write about Fibonacci and Mozart and Fibonacci and Bach and going all the way back to plain chant and just Fibonacci everywhere. And, you you know, if, if, if your only tool is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? So um, it, it might be there, it might not. I, 
strikes me as unlikely that most composers are, you know, obviously or consciously using this. But there are some, like Bartok and Stravinsky, you know, who it, it's thought and talked a little bit about using it at times for variation. So I'm going to end by showing you a piece called Marble, which is a piece I wrote a couple years ago for soprano saxophone, flute, and violin, as well as live electronics and interactive lighting. And this piece is highly based on Fibonacci sequences to create variation in note length and in rhythm and timbre and texture and all sorts of things. So we'll just listen to a little bit of it and see if you can hear the Fibonacci in it. Cool. Well, thanks for watching this episode of Music in Mind with Anthony Calkins. Please like and subscribe. If you have a comment, please leave a comment. I'd love to hear any feedback or anything like that that you have. If you enjoy my work, also please consider visiting my Patreon page. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching. See you next time.
Thank <laughs> you.